You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to episode 42 of the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. This is Dr. Charles Laux. I hope that you are all doing well out there. We are talking today. I have a multiple interview episode with uh, a bunch of fine educators talking about building rapport with your students and establishing positive relationships. This is something that means a lot to me in my teaching. Um, I don't uh, feel like it's something I have to do. It's something I enjoy doing. It's something I thrive upon within my classroom is um, making those relationships with my students, being that positive role model for them, being there for them when they uh, need something. And we'll, we'll go into that a little bit more, but focusing on the student, making what we do uh, besides correcting the C-sharps and making sure our students have good tone production and all that, uh, getting into being there for them and making sure that they're they're understanding that there's a trusted adult there um, and so someone that uh, cares about them genuinely. So, you know, uh, demonstrating empathy, demonstrating demonstrating respect towards your students, those type of things uh, are ways that uh, your students will end up getting on board with your teaching. Um, I'm sure everyone out there has had a teacher. Uh, along their journey at some point where you could just tell they maybe didn't care so much about um, their students and what they were doing. It's just they were there for the for the job or for the paycheck or whatever it might be. But for me, um, the teachers I remember the most are the ones not that taught me the best lessons, but were there, were there for me and, and, and in turn probably taught the best, best lessons as well. So, um, you know, great teachers will actively listen and create that safe conversation for the student. Um, they'll be genuine and natural in their conversation. Uh, it shouldn't be forced, you know. And obviously, there are some students out there who need maybe just a little bit more um, attention, or uh, you have to kind of go um, a little further than you will for, for other students just because they are, they're quiet in nature, generally reserved, or whatever it might be. But making that connection is really important. Um, we cannot judge our students based upon the way that they react to us because all of our students come from different backgrounds. We have to accept them for who they are and their values and, and what they're all about. And obviously, um, my biggest number one rule or policy in my classroom is that everyone respect each other, obviously respecting the equipment and the facilities, but um, just the word respect. And so, you know, if students are talking out of turn um, or playing out of turn, um, I don't get on them ab about not doing that. I just remind them that they're being disrespectful. And for me, that seems to have a deeper meaning than just don't play, stop talking, you know, th those kind of um, commands that we can give. So, you know, respect for me is really important. Making that connection uh, and being consistent and following through, uh, also very, very, very important um, as you go through and you're trying to develop those skills. So the first person we have uh, coming to today is Miss Lisa Laux. Uh, Lisa teaches uh, in Orlando, Florida, in the Orange County Public Schools. She started at a brand new school this year after being in her school for 20 plus years. And so we're going to bring on Miss Lisa Laux right after this short announcement. Hey, everyone. I've been using this new budgeting app called You Need a Budget or YNAB for short, and it's a game changer. I've never felt so in control of my money and so excited about the future. Sign up for YNAB and we can nerd out together. You can sign up for a free seven-day trial at tinyurl.com slash you need a budget now. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash you need a budget now. Don't miss out. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. We're back again. We have Miss Lisa Laux here, and it's a different Laux than this Laux than uh, than me, uh, L O U C K S Laux. 
probably easier for people to pronounce, right? Do nope, I... <laughs> I get Lux all the time. <laughs> okay, okay. We're in the same boat. Uh, Lisa and I taught together in Orlando in Orange County Public Schools. Um, and she's an amazing teacher of, uh, this is what, you're 27? 25. 25 for you. And uh, she has was at Maitland Middle School for 24 years. And you just recently relocated to a, a new middle school. Can you tell us about that? I relocated to Sunridge Middle um, because of proximity. I uh, was at Maitland and lived in Maitland for most of that time. But then I got married and bought a house. And I was commuting 45 minutes one way in Orlando traffic. And that um, <laughs> got old. But my students at Maitland were still worth that commute and waking up early morning. Um, When this position opened up, though, I decided to be able to put my family first. My uh, I have a four year old and he could go to the elementary school that is attached to this one. So family took over. Um, I also have a slightly different schedule at Maitland. I taught four orchestras and two guitar classes. And here the ratio is five to one. Yeah, And as a viola player and orchestra teacher, I feel like my strengths would be more supported over here. So um, many reasons. I I never ran away from Maitland. I love Maitland so much. I miss it. But um, reality and life calls. And so now I am a Sunridge Eagle and um, been with the kids now for about 10 or 11 weeks. Uh And um, so being at one school for 24 years, you haven't had many new having to take over new, you did that once basically, right? Or was that? Well, your, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was a, I was a first year teacher once like we yeah. all were. And yeah. um, I think for my first like seven years, there were all these new teacher things like, well, I got a new room and we added a new orchestra. We, yes. and then about halfway into my time there, we added guitar. So I was new to guitar. Yeah. Um, okay. So you I had talk, some new experiences well, for sure. Yeah, every every year was a new experience, and that's why orchestra never gets boring. Uh, or yeah. there was a trip; there was always something new. But having to restart my career like this, of course, has been yeah um, an adjustment. But I will say that orchestra is still orchestra. There you go. And kids are kids. Kids are kids. Yeah, yeah. So, what are some of the things that you you've done, um, and you've done over the years, but you've done this year too to build rapport and build those positive relationships with? Not only your students, but your parents and your admin and your community. What are some strategies you've used um, or just things that, that have worked for you your whole career? Because um, I know you, you have a, a really great relationship with your colleagues and your students and your parents. And um, I'm sure there were many tears when you left, when you announced that you were leaving Maitland, uh, but because kids care about you and you care about them. So how do you build that? What are some of the things that you've done or advice you would give to teachers who are moving to a new place? I think I started building those relationships um, for my replacement teacher too. Uh, the minute that I made that decision, um, I started trying to find the best fit and we already had somebody in mind. Um, we tried to make a really strong bridge between teachers. We obviously had the talk of, you know, I'm, I'm heading out. You're going to have a new teacher. Orchestra is still orchestra. This is a relationship between you and your instrument. You're going to have a thousand teachers in your life anyway. So as much as I'm attached to that group of kids, you know, how many conductors have we all had? Mm -hmm. That was the other thing is, you know, I think middle school kids still want that maternal relationship in their orchestra that they've got their, their mommy or their daddy teacher that's going to stick with them. But, um, this is a relationship between you and your instrument. You're going to have all county conductors. You're going to have high school, you know, private lesson teachers. It's, it's more about that relationship. So we really tried to reinforce that Um, both my, the predecessor here at Sunridge and um, my replacement, all three of us were on the same boat. We also did a Google doc um, between where the, the exiting teacher and the incoming teacher. And we asked the kids, Okay, this is your orchestra program. Your teacher's changing, but what do you want to maintain? Oh, cool. um, what's important? To you? What what traditions are important to you? Um, what events are important to you? Mm-hmm. So that the kids still felt like the orchestra was theirs, that mm-hmm. not everything was turning upside down just because the teacher was leaving. Um, mm-hmm. That that was huge to me, and so I think that 
Um, it was very powerful in the Maitland transition. Sunridge, I didn't get that many um, responses, but the responses that I did get all said one thing loud and clear. They wanted to keep the alumni event. So okay. even though it's not my alumni, sure, um, I will keep that alumni event for the sake of the school. There you go. Yeah, that's a, a very unique situation that, you know, you all knew each other. You all knew where who was going where. And, um, you know, a lot of times job changes are last minute and the teacher comes in. They don't know. Um, you know, I took over for a retiree and we met a few times. It was super helpful. And I respect everything that uh, she had done and all the work she had done. And um, and there are lots of things that that we're keeping. And there are some things we're changing. You know, you. My my big rule was kind of try to change one small thing, uh, maybe at a time without changing everything, and that that would generally uh, will keep most most people happy and feel like they're like you said like they're everything's not changing on them, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you can kind of get one little thing. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna think so. You you asked kind of a second part of the question, like what events or what relationship builders have been tried and true, regardless sure. of the transition. Sure. Um, for me, relationship comes with just your daily interactions, being positive, being open, listening to the kids, f- making them feel welcomed and a part of the entire ensemble. Um, I'm noticing that, you know, some kids need a little bit of extra push. You may have to call home to build that relationship. Um, I, I often start my con phone calls home with, okay, so I'm the new teacher. You have known this child for a long time. You are the <laughs> expert on your child. Tell me how best they work with this teacher or the, in this subject. And that worked pretty well to, to kind of get any gaps of kids I couldn't figure out. Right. Um, I like that because you, you, you're not coming across as um, they're doing this or that, or it's, you know, wrong or right, but it's like, tell me, tell me about your your child so that I can, I can best suit their needs. Yeah. I still have a few, I can't figure out. It's not that they're doing anything wrong, but we're not seeing eye to eye and they're not developing in the rest of the speed of the rest of the class. So um, the kid is responsible for their own education though. That's very clear here at Sunridge um, that the kids are hard workers. Um, Parents want to see their kids do better. And so sometimes just getting inside those kids heads and, um, seeing how best they've worked with other teachers really does work. Um, I, I think also I, I told them that I want them to feel a part of the overall community, no matter what school I've been at, t-shirts on campus, you know, orchestra spirit shirts, let them feel like, you know, they belong on this campus. Um, my husband's a graphic designer, so he designed two fresh new logos for us. Nice. And the kids all liked them. Um, I want to get something a little bit more, that's a very generic, just a Sunridge Orchestra, Sunridge Guitar logo. I want to get something that's more timely and current and fun for a spirit shirt too. Um, assuring them that other events are still going to go on. They wanted to do field trips. My kid doesn't want to do field trips. Mm-hmm. Um, so trying to find opportunities off campus, I wanted to guarantee that for them. Yeah. One of my big family orchestra family things is doing events we just had our first Oktoberfest um, this cool. past Friday, where it's just a, a spirit day and games that are not music related, just letting them be kids. That's one of my paramount ideas that I always do to build relationships. And I can see, I can see those kids now that they've seen me not on the podium. Yeah. They're like, okay, this chick, I'm going to give her another show. No, that was fun. That was fun. Good. All right. Good. And then I tell them the reason why I do those parties is because I want you to be kids. But being a goofy kid is not appropriate in this classroom. You are a young musician in this classroom. There you go. I'll give you those opportunities to be a kid outside. Yeah, I, I like that. And and anything we do on the outside um, and getting the kids just to let loose a little bit, have fun, builds that, com- that sense of community and like you said, they, they get to see you in that different light, which I just love. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool. Well, uh, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come and talk to us today. Um, I think it's gonna be really helpful uh, as we, I'm interviewing a whole bunch of people and it will be very helpful just that uh, people get to hear different, different situations and walks of life and different uh, middle school, high school, everything in between. So um, fantastic. I can't wait to hear the other ideas when you posted that you needed uh, 
people to participate. I was like, oh yeah, I actually, I'd love to bring in the perspective of the, this fresh 24 years of one place, <laughs> first year at another, let me, yeah. let me go. But I can't wait to learn from the rest of the people on this podcast. Well, that's why I do it too. It's selfishly uh, because I learn every time I, every time I put my uh, ideas out there or um, get them from other people, I selfishly uh, benefit as well. So, and that that Facebook group is amazing. I was just looking through it this weekend to maybe get some ideas that I hadn't stole from other people because everything I've said on this podcast has already been stolen. I mean, like I got it from somebody else or I adjusted it from somebody else. But um, you know, the games that people brought to the Facebook, like the um, I saw a bow and cup game. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Bow hold and you transfer the cup on top of it. Oh, you'll have to look that one up. Like any fun games, I think also build. Um, rapport with the kids. That's only the only other thing that I wanted to contribute is that um, like we do the ping pong position competition, make anything that you can within the orchestra curriculum, a game and make it fun. Um, my, my best friend, Jennifer does a Ling Ling challenge. We know oh. two set violin. Yeah. We've adjusted it. So on some random Friday, you'll come in playing twinkle, twinkle with your bow upside down and Maybe not quite hula hoops like they did to Hillary Hahn, but um, <laughs> that making was, yeah. that into um, a fun and different way to approach learning their instrument. So orchestra games, keep bringing those to the table, everybody. Orchestra games. I appreciate that. Awesome. Well, thanks again. We appreciate you being here. Yep. Thank you. Our next guest is Stefan LaBelle. Stefan also teaches in Orange County Public Schools in Orlando, Florida. Um, Stefan, um, I did not know uh, while I was there, and um, he has been on our podcast before, as has Lisa, uh, to talk about some different things. Stefan and I connected during COVID times when I was looking for teachers who uh, were doing some really cool things uh, during COVID uh, and distance learning and all that. And so he here is uh, the short interview I have with Stefan LaBelle from Orange County Public Schools. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back on the podcast, and we have Stefan LaBelle. Uh, Stefan, uh, you were on the podcast uh, back in COVID days, I believe. That's when we had you on. And uh, tell us again. Yes, uh, back with the technology. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? We were, we were just trying to figure everything out at that point. Uh, tell us again where you are and what you teach. I'm at Wakaiva High School in Apopka, Florida, and the orchestra director and the uh, guitar director as well. Fantastic. Okay, and then how long have you been at that school? This is, I always lose count. Uh, I think this is year seven at this school, but 13th year of teaching overall. Perfect. Perfect. And um, you were just telling me a little bit about uh, off air um, about your re most recent experience uh, having Mark Wood out to your school. Um, and we're talking about building rapport, building those positive relationships. Um, besides that, we'll, we can get into that in a second. Um, what are some other things that you've done um, over the years that have really worked for you to, to build that rapport with your students? Uh, I mean, to build rapport in the classroom, honestly, it comes down to um, kind of opening up and letting the kids know you at the same time as you know them, like knowing um, piece of information about them, uh, pets, family members, and over the course of, of you know, a couple of years, obviously, you have the kids for multiple years in a row. So over the course of that bit of time, over concerts and so on, you get to meet their family and you get you to build a rapport mm -hmm. with their family as well. Um, and the fact that the kids get to know you, a lot of times teachers are just completely closed off and they don't share information about themselves. I'm an open book. Like, you know, uh, my, my, all my kids know and probably have met my kids at this point at some concert, yeah. you know, and so on. Uh, my wife is known in the program because she chaperones and things like that kind of just being open to it you know there's a level of teacher but also 
friend teacher um you know you don't want to be their friend per se but you want to be their friend teacher i guess is the best way right. to put it that's is, that level you know, of trust sharing information and so on yeah that level exactly of tr- yeah level of trust where they can you know they'll trust me to come and talk to me um as some of them see me as their, their adult on campus that they can come talk to um and as you mentioned our program from last week the electrifier symphony with mark wood doing things together we've done icebreakers uh we play games and get to know each other i have different students come up to the front of the class and lead warm-ups lead scales and, and a bunch you know a bunch of different uh, strategies in that regard great great um and then like tell us a little bit about maybe um your classroom as far as like the environment or the the mood or the the aura that would we would see if we came in yeah, I mean the. Um, I mean, we always have a set routine in place. They know to come in and get their tuners and everything that they do to get their instrument out, their music. There's always on the board what we're working on for that day. But they also take that time, and I've instilled that in them to take that time to um, warm up themselves. In addition to asking each other and their stand partners any questions they have on the music, and like, hey, I was working on this. Do you know how this goes? And things like that. Even with your stand partner. And building that uh, that relationship, and then eventually the idea is, um, you know, doing that across sections is my my vision and my goal. Um, I don't know how that would work logistically because my room is kind of tight, but okay. Um, also made the classroom. I'm still working on this. This is a new a new project. Made my class into a board game oh, wow. in a sense. So I have a huge. Um, over here uh, on my left, I have a huge board game um, on on the wall, and the idea is through their assessments and their performance in class, they can move up or down on the uh, board game as small little teams. So I basically put them in teams with people from other sections, people they may not know, new freshmen coming in or whatever it may be. So that um, they help out each other to enhance the team uh, to move up on the board game. Now that doesn't inflict, you know, uh, reflect in their grades per se, mm-hmm. but it's still a fun competition to, you know, to win little prizes, candies, food, you know, pizza parties, ice cream, you know, whatever, uh, right. you know, whatever we can throw at them that they're interested in. Yeah, and the more um, type of activities like that you can do, the, the tighter they are, the closer they are, the closer they are to you. And the more they buy into it and, and continue playing, continue practicing, work for that goal. I love it. That's that's amazing. Definitely. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, tell us a little bit more about um, the Mark Wood experience because I know um, a, a lot of people have maybe thought about it or have seen other people uh, – you know, using that as a as a tool and as an experience. Um, tell us about you know how, what what inspired you to to start you know call Mark and do that, and then um, how it went. Yeah, so um, it was a couple of years ago. I think we had started looking at it pre COVID, and I was kind of looking. For basically, I, I was re- getting to the point where um, I needed, obviously, like everyone needs more students in their program. Um, and, and just the community here and getting the word out. I don't need to get the word out necessarily to the people in my program. They're already there. Yeah. I need to get the word out to the community and change the culture of our, of our area. So I was, I was in the mindset of one of those go big or go home kind of ideas. Like I need to find something that's going to be like just in the community space uh, to be like, hey, orchestra is the thing here um and so on so i found them online and i contacted them in our first year i don't remember exactly what year it was um but we ended up financially we did a like one evening concert where he came um we contracted i think it was his first trial at that version of 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 concert and we he came we did a like a two-hour workshop we did a concert that night where we played one piece with him and then he performed the rest of the car like an electric violin because he's an emmy award-winning composer award-winning electric violinist and one of the founding members of the trans-siberian orchestra as well um so we did that and then i was like you know the the next year i think there was a couple covid years in between there (laughs) um but i kept in touch with mark and i've become close friends with him now and he we we, i bounce ideas off of him and then then we got to the point where uh, I think it was last year we partnered with Montverde Academy. I believe I don't, don't quote me if I'm wrong. I think it's in Lake County. Um, that we did a combo with uh, the teacher there, Janine Monjone. Um, turns out they were going to do a program the week before we were going to do a program, and we just kind of came together. Uh, and we did that all together. And that was about 75 or so kids, which was awesome. The kids were loving it. We were playing Nirvana, ACDC, Beatles, um, and so on. Cool. And then me and my think big mentality, because I always you know, go, like to go big, I was like, there was definitely more OCPS schools that would be interested in doing this. Let's see how big we can make this. So I had sent out an email 
last year. Um, I was like trying to look for other schools that can do that, want to do it. And then lo and behold, we ended up with a ton of responses. Um, and for whatever reason, some schools couldn't do it financially, but yeah. we ended up last week having 11 schools, 420 students performing at the Apopka Amphitheater. We did two days of workshops, one day of a dress rehearsal and a concert. Um, and it was one of the most awesome experiences ever. All the other teachers and all the kids were still on cloud nine from it. It was like <laughs> 400 string players in the same location, just playing Bon Jovi, the Beatles, Eleanor Rigby, and, you know, and, right. and, and things of that nature. It was awesome. And now we're trying to keep the momentum moving. But if anyone is trying to do that kind of program, they can feel free to reach out to me. I, that was my, my baby. I planned, I did the entire, the entire planning stage of it with the help of all the other 10 or 11 teachers and so on. But, wow. um, I would always, I would highly, highly recommend it to anyone that wants to do it. If you want more information, they can reach out to me. No problem. Sure. That sounds fantastic. Uh, just that collaboration with the other teachers and um, letting the students kind of play music that they 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 know a little bit more too. Yes, so, for sure. Yeah. Exactly that connection and being able. I think there's somebody to be said about playing with with a drum with a drum track with guitar and be able to kind of mix instrument violin, viola, cello, and bass into that mentality. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I mean, the kids need that. I mean, and, you know, it's yeah. one of those things where. We had, I got to the point where choir has their thing. They like to do the candlelight processionals. Oh. They have their own choir things that they do. Band has marching band. And I was like, we need, we need our string thing. Um, and yeah. the, the goal is to make this a yearly, a yearly thing, maybe different schools here and there every other year, but to keep this momentum going and the kids to get them to play with looper pedals and some more popular music, supplementing everything we normally do, sure. but getting this, you know, to the forefront of what we do as well. And the kids really thrive and enjoyed it that's awesome that's a great idea and uh again uh, kind of expanding uh the program like you said so love it love it love it yeah and if you get your middle school feeders to do it as well which we did hopefully that'll that'll be a nice big push and what was nice last year when we were able to when we were a little smaller we had mark with our wakaiva students perform at our lunchtime um out school outside and then this year when he came back Half the school was so it was like, oh, is he going to perform at lunch? Is he going to do it at lunch? And they knew about it, yeah. which was awesome. That wasn't possible with 400 students to do that at lunch. But the idea was the idea was out there. Everyone knows about it now, and yeah. that'll you know um, roll into everything else. Sure. I mean, I'm I'm sure ticket sales uh, weren't too difficult with with all those schools and and then the vibe that you already had going. So that that definitely yeah, yeah, built. It was nice. We it was a thirteen hundred seat um, theater, and by the end of the concert, I'm pretty sure most, if not all, seats were filled, which was awesome. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, this is really good stuff. Um, you know, I, I can just tell um, based upon you know talking to you and and all the things you're saying that you, your students are very lucky to have you. And uh, you know, it's well, it's uh, they the relationships I can tell are are there. So um, you know, I, I like I love everything that you said, and so thank you again for being on the podcast today. Uh, we're just uh, talking to different teachers about you know some of the things they do to build those great relationships and the rapport with their students, and positive relationships are everything and what we do. Yeah, I mean, a positive relationship with your students is you're not going to get anywhere with your program without a relationship with your students. If you're just that teacher that you know basically just teaches and doesn't build a bond between you and your students, you're 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 not going to get anything done. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again for being on the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. We really appreciate it. And uh, this is, uh, again, Stephen, Stephen LaBelle uh, from Orange County Public Schools in Florida. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Our next guest is Miss Katie Vandenberg. Katie is the an orchestra director in the Prince William County Public Schools in Virginia. And here is my conversation with Katie. So I have Katie Vandenberg uh, on the line here, and she uh, is really interested in talking about building and establishing rapport uh, with her students. Uh, Katie, tell us just a little bit about where you teach and uh, your situation and some of the experiences you've had. Um, It's great to be here this morning. I teach at Patriot High School in Knoxville, Virginia, which is in Prince William County. We're about 45 minutes away from Washington, D.C. I am fortunate to be only in a high school, only teaching orchestra. Uh, I know that's a rare thing, and I feel really blessed to be in this position. Great. And how how many uh, orchestras do you have at that high school? Uh, 
we have four levels of orchestra um, plus a beginning strings class. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's fantastic. So tell us about uh, how long have you been at this school? This is my third year. So I started during the 2020, 2021 school year there, which was good times. a pretty big <laughs> leap of faith switching jobs that year. Um, good time. But the school, the program had a fantastic reputation and yeah. I decided to jump at that. Uh, previously, I had been at Cortland High School and Thornburg Middle School um, in a different county in Virginia, doing the one day at the middle school, one day at the uh-huh. high school mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. And that was great, but I really am loving not traveling. One, build, one building is is awesome. That's absolutely right. Yeah. So I guess uh, there's some of us are lucky enough to have that situation. So. So tell us about how, um, when you started, or in, in, even when you started another position, how uh, what what are some of the strategies that you've used to build rapport and get your students on board with what you're doing? I think in both cases, with both high schools, I knew if I won the seniors, I won the group. There you go. Um, and part of that was just trying to come in and make things fun and exciting, but also asking you know, what is a piece you played before that you loved? Like, what is your favorite thing? What is something you played that you hated? Mm-hmm. Why, you know, why was it your favorite? Why did you hate it? Um, what's something you've always wanted to play, but you haven't, mm-hmm. you know, and then things like what shows do you watch? What do you do in your free time? You know, and, and trying to get through those and make those different connections that, at Cortland, I think I got through most of those entrance surveys the 2020 mm-hmm. year, not all of them at the beginning. But then if I was having like a difficult time with a kid, mm-hmm. I'd go back, look at that information and find like, where can I make a connection with this kid that isn't necessarily even music related? Right. But, oh, you love Star Wars? Me too. Let's yeah. talk Star Wars. You yes. Know, whatever yeah, it is. So it, uh, establishing the personal relationships um, and, and away from the subject area. Uh, could be very, very, very effective. And um, every kid's going to have different things that they like and don't like. And and you may uh, find that you gel better with certain kids than others. So sometimes you got to dig a little deeper with other kids yeah. that you don't have things <laughs> yeah. in common with to find find ways to to connect. And it doesn't, you know, always have to be a like and dislike. It could be even personality no. traits. It could be, you know, music. It could be not music. So. Yeah, and just, I think, when you show an actual interest in a student, mm-hmm. s- some will f- resist that, and usually that means it's time to go talk to the counselor and the social worker and be like, okay, What's going is, on? is there something I need to know about this kid? Yeah. But usually if you're just kind of genuinely interested in them and what their life is, regardless of what they think musically, mm-hmm. um, they tend to st- start to actually care about that class. Yeah. Cause there's, there's, we all know there are teachers out there that uh, kind of go through the motions and, and um, aren't genuinely interested in their students and, and students can pick up on that real fast I found. And so for me, it's, it's, it is about uh, showing the genuine interest in, in every student and um, being there for them and, you know, whatever goes on in their lives, uh, you're not like necessarily a counselor or a licensed counselor, but you're someone who cares and someone who will listen. And for me, that uh, my students, uh, I think most of them are okay to come to me and just say, hey, Dr. Laux, this is going on. And, and uh, they're just, they need to talk to somebody, you know, and sometimes right. it's not something they can talk to their parents about or their friends about, um, or, you know, and so it's not that we're trying to make friends with our students, but we're trying to just be that trusted adult. Absolutely. And, you know, I find that they come when they are angry or when they're sad or when they're super excited. It's all the things, all the emotions definitely happen in the orchestra room. Um, That's very cool. That's cool because all, I I was actually a band kid growing up. Oh, okay. A flute player. Ah, but the band room was where I went when absolutely you know, any of those things, happy, excited, sad, mad, mm-hmm. um, because it was the safe place. I think a lot of music educators can probably say a similar thing that it's, it was their thing and it's what saved them and what made them do what they do. And 
Uh, for me, it was the only, it was really one of the only things I had that was a solid, you know. Um, and so for me, that was my my place to, whether it was playing or friends in the group or just being a part of the group. That was for me. That was it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What are some of the struggles you've you've had? Um, I know you talked about you know the, the the students who maybe kind of resist that, but um, what other what what are some other things that you may have encountered or or maybe seen others do that you've helped them with too? Because you know part of what we do as teachers yeah. is help each other. Uh, that's why this yeah. podcast exists, uh, you know, helping each other. And, and selfishly, I, I do learn a lot from putting these things together as well. But yeah, I think personally, in terms of really having students acting out, I don't have that a ton in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one student who transferred in last year as a junior from a different school. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first it was this big, he was trying to prove himself to everyone trying to, you know, very much. He was the best. Everyone else sucks. You know, this kind of thing. Okay. And that took a couple conversations out in the hallway. Of, <laughs> hey, listen, this is not how we do things here. Like what is going on mm-hmm. and discussions of where did you, you know, I know you're new here. Where are you coming from? What was that like there? Yeah. All those kind of things. And, listen, here we work as a team, like, yes, there will be a section leader, but you are all supposed to actually, like, I can't have the cellos fighting each other. We need to work as a group. That's right. And that seemed to help a lot. And to the point that that particular student was one that I spent like an hour after school one day, just listening as, um, this 17 year old boy is crying about some of the things going on in his personal life. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, an, uh, an interesting situation and something that I held with a lot of like, okay, this is, this is something to treat very yes. carefully, delicately. But now he still has his days because of all the other things mm-hmm. where I can look and say, okay, don't push him today. Like, yeah, you just know just when, it's, leave when it's that alone. When, when you can and when you can't, you start to learn uh, those tendencies, you know, yeah. with each kid. And so I think that's one of the things is looking at the kid and knowing is today the day that I say, no, absolutely not. Like we are not doing this. Yeah. Or is today the day that I just say, Hey, go take a walk. Yeah. Like here's yeah. your pass. Go to the bathroom of over there. Yep. Come back, get yourself together. We will talk later. So I think part of that's probably the biggest thing is reading them um, mm-hmm. and not pushing things to the point that there is some big emotional yeah. explosion, if yeah. possible. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. You know, I'm not sure uh, how much how many of you have these uh, the different plans, but we have you know five or four plans. We have IEPs, and we are expected to know everything and all of them, which is which can be very challenging. And then we have students who are maybe not on a 504 and IEP that have their own um, things and we have to just figure it out, right? So um, yeah. we have a big job. We have a big job to do in, in getting to know our students and, and uh, making sure that we're treating them as individuals but not providing, you know, special treatment uh, as far as, you know, academically and, and things like that go too. So it's a lot. Right. <laughs> It is. Yeah. So, well, this is great. Um, I, I'm so appreciative of you c- coming on today for the segment. We're going to be uh, interviewing uh, more teachers uh, this week with the hope to um, put out a, a, a full episode um, next weekend, the weekend of Saturday. Uh, what is it? The, tw- the 30th, 29th. And um, so we'll uh, be looking for it. But, but Katie, thank you so much for being here today. Um, and we'll be putting um, little mini bios and, of course, uh, in our videos, a uh, photo of, of each of our uh, interviewees. So thanks again for coming on today. Appreciate it very much. Yeah. Can I give you one other little thing? Oh, absolutely. You can because your, your wheels were spinning there. <laughs> I was kind of wrapping yeah. up for sure. No, no, no. That's cool. Um, final thoughts. So this is something I actually based off of one of the clinicians at a OSU workshop a couple years ago, the year before COVID. Um, it was the Moorhead program and they do the jerseys and stuff. Yes. And jerseys just weren't going to be my kids thing. Like they, I have a couple really big athletic 
kids and Mm -hmm. into that. And, but most of them are much more like I am a nerd and I am proud and that works for me. (laughs) Um, anyway, but trying to figure out what is going to just be something where they're like, I belong. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the things I got into during the pandemic was a little bit of like, not real graphic design, but playing with Canva and those things. Yes. And, First, I made like a sticker for all the graduating seniors that kind of went in their little senior gift that they got. Cool. And then I was thinking, well, that's great, but that's them leaving. Yes, right. So this year, I designed a new one, and it's just going to be this is, you know, this is the 2022, 2023 edition. Um, and every kid on the first day of orchestra got their sticker that they can put on their water bottle, that they can put on their case, their binder, you know, one right. of those stickers that's like the big, yeah. cool stickers that they're putting on everything. That's fantastic. Um, and it's been really interesting to see one. They loved it. Yeah. Some of them have like inside the little like plastic part of their binder and they're saving it for a good spot and they haven't yeah. decided Where they're what that it. good spot is. Yeah. Some of them have already lost it and come back. And is there any more? Yes, I have extras. Here you yeah. go. Nice. But just that little bit of belonging that cost me like, I don't know, 30 cents a kid. Yeah. But it's worth they it. They have something that says, Oh, this is my place. That is and fantastic. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. So that that will be uh, interesting to see if um, our other other teachers also have something like that. Um, just that to, a sense of unity. Um, one example we did um, is we marched in our um, homecoming parade. And it was the first time in 27 years of teaching that I had done a parade. Um, and I believe that this, wow. the school had done, the orchestra kids have done the parade before, but they did not play. And so we played, uh, and we uh, came up with some uh, one one little tune that we could uh, learn quickly uh, and improvise on a little bit, and have a melody and a chorus and and some background parts and bass line, and and we just played that for like our parade's pretty short; it was maybe like twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, but we played that straight through, and holy cow, it really brought kids together, and uh, was just something that the community saw as well. So now there's now, you know, it's, it's a recruiting tool. It's a, a community building tool within our program. And uh, it was just awesome to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I think that's you getting find one thing. in the community. Yeah. You got to find one thing. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So awesome. Thanks for having me. Here's Absol- our oh, I see it. One sticker. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, thank you again, Katie. And uh, yeah. we'll look forward to uh, more guests as we continue this uh, question, just talking about building rapport. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Our last guest is Miss Jamie Kleinert, who is an orchestra director in the Flushing Community Schools in Flushing, Michigan. Jamie has the luxury of teaching elementary through high school. And here is our conversation with Jamie. Welcome back to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Charles Locks here with Jamie Kleiner. Uh, she is in Flushing, Michigan. And uh, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time this morning to be on the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. I know you have a concert today, so we're going to be mindful of your time. It's one of those crazy days. Um, tell us uh, a little bit about your uh, school. How long have you been there? A little bit about your career. And then we'll talk about um, how you build rapport. Sure. This is my third year here in Flushing. It's my 12th year teaching. Um, before this, I was in Kansas for six years, uh, teaching in uh, Independence, just south, southeastern Kansas, really rural. Um, Flushing is a suburb of Flint, so it's a suburban school, but it's um, it has some rural characteristics as well. Okay. Um, I've got a small program. I've got 30 kids at my middle school, 32 kids at my high school, and then uh, 65 combined with my uh, elementary program. So we, I, I see all of my elementary kids here at the high school. So I use my high schoolers to help get the elementary kids started and to get them excited. And the high schoolers love giving back. They, I ask them, what made you want to do orchestra? What got you excited about it? And almost all of them answer, it was when they interacted with the high school student during an elementary tour or when something, you know, the orchestra did something out in the community and they got to talk to to one of the high school players and I wanted to be like them. Yeah. I, I use that to my advantage and um, I asked them to give back and the elementary kids love it because <clears throat> they have the, the big kids paying attention to them and helping them be better players right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, 
I, it lets me multiply what I can do because I don't have to be every single kid. I can say, all right, you know, you guys are here. We're going to, we're going to work on twinkle, twinkle, little star and check and make sure everyone's using a straight bow and they can fix it. I don't have to like watch 60 kids. They're, yeah. they're helping me with that. And then the elementary kids love the sound the high schoolers have and they, they want to sound like that. So they pay attention and, and, and follow what the high schoolers are telling them to do. We have an early release schedule. Uh, my elementary kids come in very first thing in the morning. So okay. they're, my, they're my first period class. And on early release days, all of our classes are half as long. So I still get the elementary kids for an hour because it's before their school starts. And my high schoolers have half of the period that we're here. So like once a month, we have those combined classes. And it, it I love it. The kids love it. And then when we go to concerts, um, the elementary kids play first. The high schoolers are cheering them on because they know the kids on stage. Yeah. And when the high schoolers play, the elementary kids all want to stay and they're they're paying attention as opposed to messing with their instruments and, and talking because they know the kids that are on stage. That's great. And it does help with retention and, and keep everyone in. Yeah. So that, uh, that's uh, rapport uh, in, in terms of uh, their relationship with you and understanding that they trust you to keep everything going because you have you have elementary through high school that's all all you it is fourth through 12th grade it's all me wow (laughs) and do you have any help besides the high school friends or no my uh my parents are very generous with their time and they volunteer to help out with whatever i need um i just have to ask them we've got a great boosters um program that supports us Uh, they actually help support our pumpkin painting that we did for our um, stage decorations. Cool. Um, just, I've got just two of them behind me. Uh, we've got 20 pumpkins out in the room that are waiting to go on stage <laughs> this morning. Um, and it, it, this is the second year we've done this. Um, last year was our first in-person concert after COVID. Sure. Right? Concert here. And I said, let's, let's do something fun. Let's, let's make stage decor- decorations. Let's paint pumpkins. And the kids helped me come up with the idea. So we put music on kids brought snacks. Um, we've, we've, they all pitched in to buy the pumpkins and the boosters organization bought the paint and the brushes. And we did it again this year and we had more people participate. So it's, it's neat because the kids get to show a little bit of their personality and their interests outside of orchestra and still do something together socially. So we're building rapport with the group. I get to build rapport with them. because they get to ask them, right, Oh, who's that character? Oh, I love, you know, Oh, that's a, that's a ditto. You must be a Pokemon fan. Um, yeah. You're connecting with them. So yeah. it's, it's a really fun activity. And then they get to take this home uh, at the end of the concert tonight. So it'll be part of their family's decorations. So it, lo- it loops the family together in with the orchestra as well. Yeah. That, uh, all those connections are just so important. Um, and you're, you're building it, uh, that commu- that sense of community, uh, and, uh, the relationships all at the same time. It just, it's, it's, it sounds fantastic. Uh, what, what, this is great. This is great, uh, info. What are some of the things that uh, you do on a day to day basis? Just as you're, you know, when you're in the, uh, in the trenches and, and you're working in your book and what are some of the things that you, you feel like, um, you've done over the years that have really helped kids get to know you oh the number one thing is from out from day one of elementary i i and i'm honest with my kids i make mistakes and i will call you the wrong name but i work to get their names down the very first time i can yeah and i'm every time hi hi ella how are you doing here let's get your violin tune oh grace good to see you let's get your cello tune and making sure they get that personal recognition right from the beginning Mm -hmm. especially with big elementary groups it's so easy for them to feel like they're just kind of sitting in the corner and no one can hear them and they're they're not you know it's a struggle to, to get going with elementary strings yeah. and i don't think they're going to do this but if they know you know they know that i know who they are i'm asking about you know they can come it's like oh you've got you know marvel on your shirt who's your favorite marvel character and, mm-hmm. and it's it's not always music focused but it's kid focused and well, making that's... sure that relationship is there and then continuing that so i see my elementary kids every other day but i get to see my middle schoolers every day so when they get to seventh grade and i'm seeing them every day i'm still asking how are you doing how you know how's the year going it's today's the end of our first quarter so mm-hmm. um our check-in yes it's a concert day but the very first check-in is all right guys it's the end of quarter one how you feeling how's your first year of middle school going seventh graders eighth graders you're you know quarter of the way to being in high school you know making sure my high schoolers it's again, it's a concert day. We had our dress rehearsal yesterday. So today we're setting up the stage and if they need time to do homework to get caught up on um, anything, cause it's marching bands, busy sports are all busy. <laughs> um, giving them that time, but you know, I, yep. I had you all during our activity period yesterday. We had our dress rehearsal. We'll rehearse on stage again, do a run through right after school. I don't need, we don't need to play during class. That time can be yours and giving them that recognition and that autonomy. Like if you want to go practice, great. If you guys want to have a sectional, that's great. But if you need the time just to kind of chill so that tonight's going to be a good performance, I'm fine with that too. Yeah. That's uh, understanding real life and understanding mm-hmm. that there's uh, more than your class out there. Um, for me, that's one of the big things that my students are like, 
really? Like I can, I can go make up this test during your class. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, you know, just, I just tell them, like, well, just do a little extra practice at home. But, exactly. um, you know, uh, I have a, a whole bunch of students, uh, in my new school that uh, don't have a lunch period because they decide to do orchestra and they're, so, so I have to be understanding with that, um, and, uh, flexible. And, and I think if you're that way, they, they see like, wow, he's a real person, you know? <laughs> exactly. And that's the way how the real world works too. I mean, with, with our jobs or with our families, it's, it's always got to be a give and take. And if we can build those relationships with the kids now where they know that, you know, if I share what I need, we'll figure something out, you know, it's going to serve them better as they go off into college and on, and on into their adult lives. So that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is what it's all about. And then obviously we have the music piece, which, um, is just a, a, a huge bonus that we that we get to do this, <laughs> but um, yeah, just getting to know kids and getting uh, making sure that they know that you're a real person and then they're a real person and they matter and everybody matters, you know. And, and I think a lot of times kids will go through their schooling and um, the teachers may not pay attention to them or they give them that special attention and they they start to feel like they don't matter anymore. And that's that's what we have to keep keep in mind. Yes, it, yeah. the students have to be first. They have to they have to feel that connection with us, with the program, and with their classmates, and then everything else builds on that. Yes. Well, it sounds like you're doing some amazing work there. Uh, you have that luxury of um, controlling and feeding feeding yourself and being able to do all, all the way up. Um, that's definitely um, a lot of work. Uh, and I, <laughs> as I've done that a little bit in my career uh, in a couple of situations, but at the same time, um, uh, you, you get to, to reap the benefits and the rewards of getting to know those kids from elementary school through graduation and beyond. So that's amazing. And so it's your third third year in this situation in this program. Um, yes. You're just you're just getting started, and it sounds like you've already done some really great work. So, I appreciate you being here today. Uh, I'm sure our audience will get a lot from all the things that you've shared. And again, uh, Jamie Clenert from uh, Flushing, Michigan. Thank you so much. Thanks again for the invitation. It was great to chat with you. Absolutely, everybody. Thank you again for listening. like to thank all of our guests for being a part of this podcast episode. This is a really important topic. We'd love to hear from you. If you need to reach out, my new email is charles at orchestrateacher.net. Again, charles at orchestrateacher.net. If you have any questions, would love to hear from you. Any additional comments on this topic, again, would love to hear from you. This is a fantastic thing to talk about and do some great work. Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.